0: This is the Happy Hour. You
1: guys going to Happy Hour?
0: Live from the Couple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America.
1: Yeah, I'll maybe I'll come for a couple.
0: Here are your hosts, Nick Saynert.
1: I want to know what it's like to commit a crime without having to spend time in jail. And
0: Enrique Alvarez Cleary. C is for Chunk. <laughs> on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com.
1: Good afternoon, happy, happy Thursday. This is the Happy Hour, 93.7 The Ticket, The Ticket FM Nick Sainert and Enrique Alvarez claire are with you today. Hello, Rico. Hello. <laughs> How's life going, man? This is going pretty good. That's good. That's good. You're doing a really good job of hiding behind that mic. I'm staying. I'm staying nice and close. <laughs> staying nice, nice
0: and close. Just show for a second. Guys, Nick had uh, some more dentistry work done, and go ahead, give him a smile. Give him a smile. <laughs> I can't feel the left side of my face. I can't feel it. Uh-huh. So, so again, yeah. if you hear him make any drooling noises, we got that's we a- got a
1: napkin. But today might be the day to. It's so handle. much worse than yesterday. Than it, the it other is, day, it is, and the funny thing, <laughs> <laughs> there it is. <laughs> there it is. The funny thing about it is on Tuesday or today. I went in. And I was like, listen, my appointment today was a half hour later than my appointment was on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. And I was like, so is it going to be the same amount of, of numbing or, or is it going to be less? And they're like, oh, it won't be as bad. You'll be fine. And I'm like, perfect. They're like, yeah, we're not going to, we won't numb you as much. And I'm like, awesome. They numbed me a lot more because I was eating, I was trying to eat a cheeseburger. It's mm, <laughs> like a terrible idea. I, ha- I thought I would take a bite, but then the cheeseburger would just fall. <laughs> and so i i'm adapting as we go along but hopefully last time la- on tuesday the the numbing kind of wore off about 230 during our show so it'll probably be about 245 250 it'll be wearing off um just as long as jay doesn't see me like this mm, we'll be all good will, i just don't he will just I don't not need, let you live that I don't, I don't need that from jay as always 402 464 Five six eight five, the Honda of Lincoln Hotline, the Sutter Haman Text Line, both of those open for you all hour long, as well as the Sutter Haman Jewelers video stream, Facebook, Twitch, and YouTube. Make sure you head over there, and we'll be good to go. A um, lot of stuff going on today, tonight, I should say. Um, Nebraska volleyball obviously pays, plays Pitt. Tonight, we're, we kind of took a little bit of a deep dive into Pitt, how they play, a um, couple of their players. They actually have somebody very similar to Kayla Caffey, very similar story, where she came from, uh, all this good stuff. So uh, we'll, we'll dive into a couple of the Pitt players that you need to know and, and kind of get you ready for Nebraska Pitt. Also, more and more transfer quarterbacks are coming off of the, off the uh, list. Dylan Gabriel committed to UCLA a little bit ago. Uh, Miles, As you know,
0: Spencer Rattler went to yes. USC, the other USC.
1: Yeah, Miles Brennan is going back to LSU. Is that weird?
0: He was one of the first ones from LSU to enter the portal, yeah. and right. then after everything happens, he's like, "Yeah, hey, you know what? I am just gonna go back." And LSU's like, "Yeah, come on." Well, and, and Brian what? Kelly's
1: like, "Yeah, come on, Miles." Did Brian come Kelly? Me. I was to say, did Brian Kelly dance to Colin Baton Rouge? With Miles Brennan, maybe I think that would be a an important. <laughs> Miles question Miles Brennan to ask. saw
0: him dancing and thought, "That's my. That's coach. the guy
1: I want to coach me. That's it. That's the one I right need, there. I need to be coached by Brian Kelly." So I- I'm curious where we're standing. Scott Frost talked about it a little bit yesterday about. Um, just the quarterbacks and that they're leaning towards quarterback. He mentioned and, and discussed Richard Torres a little bit. The guy from, uh, Houston, or from Texas, I believe, that they signed. Who, Frost says, has, quote, elite arm strength. We'll, we'll get to that soon here. Um, and then, I also want to talk about Mickey Joseph. Because Rico and I both agreed that the way that Mickey Joseph kind of sounded and talked yesterday... There's reason to be excited or or maybe it's encouraged is the better word about the direction of Nebraska football under this staff. Or at least or at least be okay and be excited or encouraged about the hires.
0: Yes, listening to Mickey Joseph speak, uh it it seemed like he knew where he wanted to go with the conversation, what he topic, what topics he wanted to touch on. Uh, it, it seemed like he, he was a man with a plan uh, before he even got here. And, and now that he is here, uh, he's just hyper-focused on what he wants to do and how he wants things to look. And just the way that he spoke was just full of confidence. And not bravado isn't the word that I want to use, but, you know, it's – it, it kind of like he's just he just seems very confident in what he's saying and and what he has to offer for this university and yeah it just it just made me feel like yeah this is this is the guy right here
1: yeah so four, four zero two four six four five six eight five Honda Lincoln Hotline starter Heyman text line. Um, Send us your thoughts. How are you feeling about the Husker football staff changes, additions? How are you feeling about the quarterback situation? We'll get to that here shortly. I want to start with Husker volleyball because that needs to be the story today. Mm -hmm. um, That they they need to have the light today. And and to be honest, it's a lot more fun talking about a winning program than it is talking about a program that is trying to find their way. You're not wrong. And so I, I want to talk about Husker volleyball really to start here. But... First off, just keep going. Don't even first worry. First off, it. I know, I know, I got to work through it. <laughs> first off, I, I want to talk about how far this team has come, mm-hmm. because think about it. And, and I mentioned it; we, we mentioned it to Jacob Padilla on Tuesday, but they they started off the season playing with with their their normal lineup without these freshmen. They've been waiting and waiting for all these freshmen to play. Well, together, mm-hmm. all at the same time, and that really clicked against Texas or even against Illinois. I mean, you could say it. Um, it really, you really saw it against Texas. You saw the future of of Nebraska volleyball right there, and it's super, super exciting because you heard all about this number one recruiting class. You heard about the the highly touted um, commits and signees in this in this class. Lexi Rodriguez had been committed since before her freshman year of high school, and it's so cool to be able to number one follow follow those stories at the time of them committing, and then actually see them come to fruition. Mm-hmm. And now, on the flip side of that, players or athletes, the, the women like Lauren Stivens and and Lexi Sun especially are taking a back seat, and they're okay with taking a back seat. And that is how you know you have a successful program. That's how you know you have a a good quality culture. The passing of the torch wasn't abrupt, and
0: it wasn't like you really, you really didn't even notice it unless you were actually paying attention. Like Lauren Stivens, she started off the season on the bench because she had had back surgery. Which I I saw a video that the NCAA volleyball account put out, and if you haven't seen it, uh, you should. I I I say you you go on Twitter, uh, search NCAA Volleyball, and look at the mm-hmm. video they posted about Lauren Stiverens. I didn't realize how bad her back really was until I watched that. Yeah. Apparently, she had had a ruptured disc in her back before last season started, and she played all season with it. And then once they got towards the end of the season, she said it got so bad where one of her legs would just give out on her randomly, yeah. and her toes were numb. That's wild, and and you just think you know as a random person you know your leg gives out on you and your toes are numb. That's a that's very inconvenient. You don't like that. Now imagine trying to jump up and block some of the better athletes in in volleyball. Trying to run the the slide play, just trying to run around the court. You know, dive, dig balls. You know, uh, get some get some attacks, get some hits. You know, all of that. Try doing that and not knowing if when you step with one of your legs if it's going to give out or not. Like that's that's terrifying, and mm-hmm. apparently the pain was so unbearable. Like you know, she, she had to get surgery. So they started the season without her after her back surgery. They were they were tinkering with the lineups. John Cook was messing with the lineups, trying to find out who works with who, and and who you know can transfer what they did in practice to on the court. Uh, you saw the you saw pretty much all of the freshmen earlier in the season. Um, Lexi Rodriguez was just kind of thrown in there. Uh, you know, she won not thrown in there. She won the job. Yeah. And then she was thrown in there and it's just like, all right, you're a freshman, let's go. And she she hit the ground running.
1: Well, once don't forget, part of that was Kenzie Knuckles being willing to change to a defensive mm-hmm. specialist. And she was a
0: captain. Like it's not like she mm-hmm. it's it's you know, she lost her job to the freshman, but she had such high spirits about it and she took it in stride and was willing to, you know, go to a defensive specialist, uh and and uh, serving specialist, you know, whatever. And, and she was a captain. Like, that's how well she took it. And that's the type of mm-hmm. people that you want in your program is people that, you know, even if they lose their starting spot, are willing to make a change and keep the confidence level in not only themselves, but their teammates up where everybody sees them, respects them, and believes that they are
1: a leader. I mean, think back to Husker Baseball uh, last year. Mojo Haggy returned knowing that his role wasn't going to be huge. Logan Foster returned knowing his role was not going to be huge. You had guys that wanted to come back to help build the program. And, and that's also give credit to the staff because looking at, looking at Husker Baseball specifically, the, Will Bolton and, and his guys understood that they need to, it's good to have those experienced players, but at the end of the day, you still need to build your program. You still need to get those younger players, those younger athletes playing time and experience, mm-hmm. but while, over, while being overlooked and guided by the older guys in that locker room. And in, in the women's volleyballs case the older women in that locker room mm-hmm. and so it, it's give credit to both sides both the athletes and the coaches for understanding and, and being able to uh, work around that that tough line or, or tough decision making of okay i've been I've been riding with these riding with these guys for for three years and with Lexi's son now with with a couple years but I understand that I need to build a program and there's been that open competition where everybody understands that there's open competition, mm-hmm. and they just flat out won the job. I mean, you
0: want to talk about making a tough decision. I mean, Lexi Sun, she started the season on the bench. She got in a couple of times here and there. Uh, there was a stretch during the season where she was starting for a couple of games. And, and you know, it, when it came down to it, John Cook knew, like, these freshmen are extremely talented, and I, I I can't speak to it. Saying you know they're better than Lexi Sun right now, but in in his eyes they they were more starting quality than Lexi Sun was. And again, she took that in stride, and she's been a model model super senior on the bench, coaching her teammates up, you know, reassuring them, uh, uh, showing how how proud she is of them. If you saw that last shot against Texas, you know she's telling Maddie Kubik, "I'm so proud of you." Like. She she's a, a multi-time All-American, a super senior, and she lost her spot to a freshman, and she's taking it all in stride, and and still riding with this team until the end. So you've got that going, and then you know with Lauren Stiverns out, they had Callie Schwarzenbach in the middle, and when Lauren comes back, Callie's still playing a little bit as Lauren's getting her feet back under her. Once Lauren gets her feet under, her, Callie's out of the lineup, and guess mm-hmm. what? She's over there doing the same thing Lexi's doing as a, as a senior, yeah. still ri- still there riding with her girls, and and. Uh, coaching them up, encouraging them, and letting them know, you know, I'm here if you need me, and you know, we can talk about whatever you want to talk about, and that's just amazing to see in in the older uh, class of of women that that this program has. Just to lead these freshmen, lead this this these young younger players into you know championship
1: pedigree. You're absolutely because right. you
0: come to Nebraska, vo- you come to Nebraska volleyball knowing this is a championship program. The goal is a national championship every single year. Last year they fell short in the Elite Eight. This year, they made it to the Final Four. Job's not done. Job's not finished. They're still pushing it with an extremely
1: young lineup. Once again, they made it to the Final Four, and they kind of defied all the odds. Because if you asked, if you asked me or asked anybody a month ago, eh, two months ago, eh, this team, this team is a one year away because they're young, and, and that's why. I mean, they're the tenth seed in the in the tournament. They're mm-hmm. the lowest seed in the Final Four, and so once again, they none of us should still be surprised. This
0: messed up, but it's fine.
1: Nobody should be surprised. No. But at the beginning of the of the NCAA tournament, especially, you saw the the bracket that they had to navigate through, and you were thinking Big Ooh, Twelve champion. This is
0: going to be tough. Pac twelve champion, defending national champion, yep. defending national runner up. Exactly. You know, you you had a, a hard test,
1: mm-hmm. and they got through all of it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So w- looking ahead now, they play Pitt tonight at eight thirty. What what does Pitt do? They they're undersized. But they still use it to their advantage. They they run fast. They like to um, they like to set fast. They like to play fast. Now, where can Nebraska attack in that situation? It's going to be the serve receive. It's going to be um, Nebraska getting getting good balls over the net there, and putting Pitt in tough tough spots because uh, Pitt is going to want to get out and go. But Nebraska, I mean, even Jalen Reyes said it about the Austin region or Aust- their time down in Austin, both against Illinois and, and Texas, that they didn't their serve serve pass or serve receive game was not up to their standard. It was it was not g- nearly as good as they expected to be every single time out. So they're they're going to have to. I mean, that's that's going to be a big key tonight is make Pittsburgh make errors, mm-hmm. basically. And they and, were
0: talking about that on the on the broadcast, the serve receive when, when the serve goes to Lexi Rodriguez, which is exactly what Nebraska wants to do, she makes the perfect pass, and they side out at a ridiculous mm-hmm. amount. So what Texas was doing is they were making sure to serve away from her, which I'm sure that's what Pitt is going to do as well. So Nebraska's going to have to do do a great job receiving the serve and making a good pass so that Nicklin Hames can set someone up to get the kill.
1: Yeah, and so like I said, Pitt runs fast. They're undersized. Obviously, height's kind of a big deal because a lot of the game happens above the net. Um, but with Pitt, they're, they're going to run that 6-2 offense where they're going to have two setters out on the court at all times. And so that will allow three people up at the net at all times to hit. Um, Nebraska won't be able to get double blocks on every single shot for, for Pittsburgh. They're, they're just not. So they're going to have to attack. They're going to have to decide which, which uh, Panther they want to get double blocks up on, basically. And what I, what I mean by that is having two Huskers attempt to, to block a, an attack by Pittsburgh. So who to watch for? Number one, Kayla Lund. She, she's six, six feet tall. Um, she's returning from an injury this year, but she has been playing significant time since the second round against Penn State. They weren't playing her early on. They, they were slowly um, bringing her back, but she's been playing significant time since Penn State, and so I, expe- I mean, expect a big dose of her as well. I, I mentioned earlier, though, that Pittsburgh kind of has their own Kayla Caffey and Locator member Maine, And she's a senior it's her first season at Pitt. She transferred from Missouri, just like Kayla Caffey did. Um, and she has been kind of just a mainstay. Uh, explosive jumper, has good arm speed, and, and generates a ton of power as well. Um, she hit three eighty three against Purdue, Whew. and she plays in all six rotations and will get set in the back row.
0: And Purdue is a good defensive team. A, a good blocking team, mostly, but a mm-hmm. good defensive team. So hitting three eighty eight against them is, is, is pretty significant.
1: Yeah, so Nebraska's going to have to find ways to attack Purdue. They're going to have to find ways. It's going to be a lot of defense. Nebraska's going to have to play some of their best defense this season, which obviously in the Final Four you're going to expect that, and, and you need to, but especially against this Pitt Panther defense, mm-hmm. like I, or offense, excuse me, I said make them make errors in either in returning serves or, or passes. or and, and honestly, Nebraska, especially when Keonale Akana is back there set, uh, serving, you feel pretty good. She had seven aces last game out against Texas. Or last match, I should say. Yeah. They've got some really good
0: servers in the, in their defensive specialists in, in Akana and, and Kenzie Knuckles. So uh, as long as you can get them to the line and they can get on some sort of run, uh, expect big things. Yeah,
1: so that match is tonight at 8.30. Should be a fun one. I, I highly
0: uh,
1: so highly encourage you, though, to watch Louisville and Kentucky, or, uh, Wisconsin. Wisconsin. That's going to be fun. That one's at 6.30. And so that one's going to be a lot of fun to watch, not only for um, the now the coach of the year in Danny Busboom Kelly. Look at her former former Husker, former uh, assistant, assistant, homegrown or homegrown home ground homegrown, <laughs> homegrown uh, right here in Nebraska, but also Wisconsin. If you're a Nebraska fan, there's part of me that does not want to see Wisconsin in the national championship. I'm on both sides of the fence. I want them to lose
0: to Louisville, but then I want them to make the national championship and then lose there. I want Wisconsin yeah. to lose. I just don't know when I want them to lose.
1: Yeah, that's a good point. I, I would I, as long as Wisconsin
0: loses, we'll be fine. It's gonna be, yeah. Nebraska fans just tune into that. You've got your your new rival in Wisconsin, and you've got yeah. a a former Husker leading an undefeated Louisville team. Hopefully to does a,
1: does Nebraska have more of a rival since joining the Big Ten than football?
0: Yes, Nebraska volleyball, Yes.
1: All right, perfect. I mean, it's it's Nebraska. you saw you saw I mean, the Nebraska. Texas vo- out, Look, so, Big but.
0: Ten volleyball is is a beast. I mean, yeah, Nebraska, Wisconsin, Penn State, Minnesota, uh, Purdue. Now Ohio State's usually kind of up there every once in a while. Uh, the the Big Ten in volleyball is stacked. So mm-hmm. you you could pick, you know, Wisconsin on your side, Penn State on the other side. It's it's fun.
1: 402-464-5685, Honda of Lincoln Hotline, Sartre-Hammond text line. Feel free to send in your thoughts all hour long. Uh, today is Thursday, so that means that we are giving away a care basket courtesy of Beatrice Bakery, so now is the time. Uh, send in any nominations that you have. Uh, anybody that just wants a ne- – you want to put an extra smile on their face uh, if they've been going through a tough time or if they've even been doing something phenomenal for the community. Send us, send us a text, 402-464-5685, or – go to the ticketfm.com and you can fill out one of the nomination sheets right there on our website. So we'll we'll take nominations now and we'll do that in the final segment. And next up though, once again, send us your thoughts. How do you feel about the new staffs? How do you feel about this signing class and what are your thoughts on Nebraska and their quarterback situation going forward here in 2022. We'll kind of discuss all that and hear from some of the coaches next on the happy hour.
0: Follow Nick and Enrique on Twitter at Nick underscore and at Radio Rico AC. More of Happy Hour is next on 937 The Ticket and the Ticket